Huang. Situated along the ancient Silk Road, where fine arts and divine beliefs merged with the natural world. It's where the East and West interacted and where the world's largest Buddhist art gallery still fascinates and amazes people today. A place where stories of life and death, love and hatred, passion and desire, faith and sacrifice have been generated and told for 2,000 years. Buckle up for our podcast, Why We Love Dunhuang, the one and only podcast that can take you to the fantasy world of Dunhuang and beyond through our audio tour. Listen and subscribe for free on major podcast platforms. Why We Love Dunhuang? You will have your answers. 鸟儿的欢鸣 今天让我们一起来听《安妮日记》的作者安妮·弗兰克在日记中写下的一句话，唐代诗人王维的一首诗歌《清晰》，以及由英国女作家弗吉尼亚·沃尔夫所写的散文《Modern History》现代小说当中的节选片段。Quote。I don't think of all the misery, but of the beauty that still remains. Anne Frank Anne 原居住在德国的法兰克福也是著名的安妮日记的作者这本日记是其藏身密室时的生活和情感的记载 从此展开了两年多的密室生活。1944年4月5日,安妮在日记里写道,我希望我死后仍能继续活着。安妮的日记从1942年6月12日写到1944年8月1日。起初,她这日记是纯为自己而写。后来,荷兰流亡政府的成
，并且靠回忆增加了一些内容。同时，安妮也保留了原始的日记。安妮于1945年3月9日死于德国的一个集中营，死因是斑疹伤寒。他的亲人中，只有父亲奥托·弗兰克活着走了出去。1945年6月，他回到阿姆斯特丹后移居瑞士。他在以后的日子里。一直在传扬女儿的日记，让全世界共享。I don't think of all the misery, but of the beauty that still remains. Anne Frank. 我想的不是所有的痛苦，而是依然留存的美好。安妮·弗兰克。随山将万转，去途五百里。声喧乱石中，色径深松里。样样泛灵性，成成应家伟。我心素以闲，青春淡如此。请留磐石上，垂钓江已矣。Kingshi Creek, Wangwei. Whenever I come to the Huanghua River to meander, I'll saunter along to fully appreciate the creek water. Clinging to the mountains and winding its way along, it has numerable twists and turns in a distance not long. Murmuring water splashing against rocks of all sizes there. And tranquility and beauty, found in deep pine woods here, water weed floating on the rippling surface of the stream, and clusters of reeds reflected in the water, crystal clear. Since I have long craved for peacefulness and leisure, touring the stream satiated my desire for such pleasure. How I wish I could stay on the huge rock without going, so that until the end of my life, I would be there, angling. We just heard this song, "Qingxi," from the Tang Dynasty poet Wang Wei. 中文版本由轻松调频的主持人小斐为您朗诵，英文版本由 Mark Griffiths 为您朗读。
《清溪》是唐代诗人王维创作的一首五言古诗。这首诗描写了一条清溪的优秀景色。诗人用多彩的画笔，绘出清溪流经不同地方时呈现的不同画面。其中“声喧乱石中，色静深松里”两句，以喧响的声音和幽冷的色调形成闹与静的强烈对比，如同一幅有声画。诗的末四句。写出诗人的心境，正如青川的咸淡，把自己的精神和自然的精神融合起来，意味隽永。全诗自然、清淡、素雅，写景抒情皆轻轻松松，然而韵味却隽永醇厚。诗人笔下的清晰，是喧闹与沉郁的统一，活泼与安详的柔和，幽深与肃静的融合。清溪，王维。檐入黄花川，美竹清溪水。随山将万转，去途五百里。声喧乱石中，色静深松里。样样泛灵性，成成应佳伟。我心素以闲，青川淡如此。请留磐石上，垂钓江已矣。Chingsi Creek, Wang Wei. Whenever I come to the Huanghua River to meander, I'll saunter along to fully appreciate the creek water. Clinging to the mountains and winding its way along, it has numerable twists and turns in a distance not long. Murmuring water splashing against rocks of all sizes there, and tranquility and beauty. Found in deep pine woods here, water weed floating on the rippling surface of the stream, and clusters of reeds reflected in the water crystal clear. Since I have long craved for peacefulness and leisure, touring the stream satiated my desire for such pleasure. How I wish I could stay! On the huge rock, without going, so that until the end of my life, I would be there, angling. Beauty of words. Modern history, 现代小说当中的节选片段。伍尔福出生于一八八二年。
1941年去世，英国女作家、文学评论家和文学理论家，是意识流文学的代表人物，被誉为20世纪现代主义与女性主义的先锋。他最知名的小说包括《达洛维夫人》《到灯塔去》等。好，下面呢，就让我们一起来读一下由弗吉尼亚·沃尔夫所写的文章《Modern History》现代小说当中的节选片段，中文版本。由轻松调频的主持人念希为您朗读。Modern Fiction by Virginia Woolf。现代小说，弗吉尼亚·沃尔夫。In making any survey, even the freest and loosest of modern fiction. It is difficult not to take it for granted that the modern practice of the art is somehow an improvement upon the old. With their simple tools and primitive materials, it might be said, Fielding did well and Jane Austen even better. But compare their opportunities with ours. Their masterpieces certainly have a strange air of simplicity. And yet, the analogy between literature and the process, to choose an example of making motor cars, scarcely holds good beyond the first glance. It is doubtful whether, in the course of the centuries, though we have learned much about making machines, we have learned anything about making literature. 对于现代小说，随便进行一点不严格的考察，很难不理所当然的认为。这种艺术在现代的实践，比起往昔总算有所进步。使用他们那简单的工具和原始的素材，菲尔丁可以说写得不坏，奥斯丁写得更好些。可是把他们的机会和我们的机会比比看吧，他们的杰作确实具有一种奇妙的质朴气息。然而，要拿文学与举例来说，汽车制造方法相比，就经不起细细推敲了。两个世纪以来，关于机器制造，我们学会了不少东西；但是，关于文学创作，我们究竟学会了什么，就大可怀疑了。We do not come to write better. All that we can be set to do is to keep moving. Now a little in this direction, now in that, but with a circular tendency. Should the whole course of the track be viewed from a sufficiently lofty pinnacle, it need scarcely be said that we make no claim to stand even momentarily upon that vantage ground. On the flat, in the crowd, half blind with dust, we look back with envy to those happier warriors, whose battle is won. And whose achievements wear so serene an air of accomplishment that we can scarcely refrain from whispering that the fight was not so fierce for them as for us. We have not learned to write better. Important is that 循环的趋势。不用说，我们还无权要求哪怕暂时的占据那样优越的地位。我们只能站在平地上，夹在人群之中，眼睛为尘土迷离
，以羡慕的心情回顾那些幸运的勇士。他们已在战斗中获胜，带着功成业就之后的安详神气。因此，我们不禁窃窃私语：战斗对于他们来说，并不像我们这样激烈。It is for the historian of literature to decide. For him to say if we are now beginning or ending, or standing in the middle of a great period of prose fiction, for down in the plain, little is visible. We only know that certain gratitudes and hostilities inspire us, that certain paths seem to lead to fertile land, others to the dust and the desert, and of this perhaps it may be worthwhile to attempt some account. 这事还要让文学史家来定夺，只有他们才能说出我们现在究竟是在开创，或是结束，或是正处于一个散文体小说的伟大时代。因为下面原野里的情景是难以分辨的。我们只知道，激动着我们的既有感念之心，也有敌对之意。某些道路似乎通向肥沃的土地。另一些道路又似乎通向尘沙弥漫的荒野。对此，也许值得尝试着去阐述一番。Our quarrel then is not with the classics, and if we speak of quarrelling with Mr. Wells, Mr. Bennett, and Mr. Galsworthy, it is partly that by the mere fact of their existence in the flesh. Their work has a living, breathing, everyday imperfection which bids us to take what liberties with it we choose. But it is also true that while we thank them for a thousand gifts, we reserve our unconditional gratitude for Mr. Hardy, for Mr. Conrad, and in a much lesser degree for the Mr. Hudson of the Purple Land, Green Mansions, and far away and long ago. 对于古典作家，我们并无怨言。如果说我们跟威尔斯先生、本内特先生和高尔斯华随先生有什么争执的话，那在一定程度上不过是因为他们三位都还健在，他们作品中那种每日每时仍然活生生存在的缺陷，迫使我们只好不客气地说出自己要说的话。同时要说的是。对于他们的千百种才能，我们尽管也要感谢，但是我们无条件的感激只能留给哈代先生，留给康拉德先生，并且在小得多的程度上留给紫色的土地、绿色大厦和远方与往昔的作者赫德森先生。Mr. Wells, Mr. Bennett, and Mr. Galsworthy. Have excited so many hopes and disappointed them so persistently that our gratitude largely takes the form of thanking them for having shown us what they might have done but have not done, what we certainly could not do but as certainly perhaps do not wish to do. No single phrase will sum up the charge or grievance which we have to bring against a mass of work so large in its volume and embodying so many qualities. Both admirable and the reverse. If we try to formulate our meaning in one word, we should say that these three writers are materialists. It is because they are concerned not with the spirit, but with the body that they have disappointed us.
and left us with the feeling that the sooner English fiction turns its back upon them, as politely as may be, and marches, if only into the desert, the better for its soul. 威尔斯先生、本内特先生和高尔斯华绥先生在我们心中唤起了许许多多的希望，然后又不断的使他们一一落空。所以，我们对他们采取的感激方式，主要的只能是感谢他们向我们显示了他们所可能做到而并未做到的一切，以及我们自己实在做不到也实在不想做的事情。面对着卷帙浩繁、品类众多、既有可赞美之处，又有毫不值得赞美之处的著作，我们很难找出一种说法，表达出自己想要对他提出的指责和不满。如果我们尝试拿一个字眼儿把我们的意思概括出来，那就只好说，这三位作家都是物质主义者。他们正是因为只关心肉体而不关心灵魂，才使我们失望，并且使我们感到，英国小说要是早一点，尽可能有礼貌地摆脱他们而前进，哪怕一下子走入了沙漠，那对他的灵魂倒是要好一些。Naturally, no single word reaches the center of three separate targets. In the case of Mr. Wells. It falls notably wide of the mark, and yet even with him, it indicates to our thinking the fatal alloy in his genius—the great clod of clay that has got itself mixed up with the purity of his inspiration. But Mr. Bennett is perhaps the worst culprit of the three, inasmuch as he is by far the best workman. He can make a book so well constructed and solid in its craftsmanship that it is difficult for the most exacting of critics to see through what chink or crevice decay can creep in. There is not so much as a draught between the frames of the windows or a crack in the boards. And yet, if life should refuse to live there, 自然，一个字眼很难打中三个不同的目标。对于威尔斯先生来说，他明显的离开目标太远。然而，即使说到了他，他也可以向我们暗示出，在他那天才之中所混入的杂质，以及跟他那纯净的灵感掺和在一起的那一大团泥块。但是，本内特先生恐怕要算是最难辞其咎的被告了，因为他是他们三位当中最能干的异将。他能把一本书弄得结构严密，技巧上无懈可击，就连那些最严格的批评家也看不出哪一个漏洞、哪一个缝隙能引起朽坏，因为在窗框间不透一丝风，在板壁上也没有一条裂口。然而，倘若生命无法在那里面存在，又有什么办法呢？ That is a risk which the creator of *The Old Wife's Tale*, George Cannon, Edwin Clayhanger, and the hosts of other figures may well claim to have surmounted. His characters live abundantly, even unexpectedly, but it remains to ask: How do they live, and what do they live for? More and more, they seem to us deserting even the well-built villa in the Five Towns 
to spend their time in some softly padded first-class railway carriage, pressing bells and buttons innumerable. And the destiny to which they travel so luxuriously becomes more and more unquestionably an eternity of bliss spent in the very best hotel in Brighton. 也许对于老妇人的故事，乔治·坎农、埃德温·克雷亨格等许多人物的创造者来说，这种危险大概已经排除了吧，因为。他笔下的那些人物都过着富裕的，甚至出人意料的生活。但是仍然还得问一下，他们到底是怎样生活的，又是为了什么而生活的？在我们眼里，只看到他们频频抛弃了在五镇的精巧别墅，进入某个设有软垫子的头等车厢，在数不清的电铃和按钮当中消磨时光。而他们这种豪华旅行的最后归宿，毫无疑问是要在布莱顿的高级旅馆里长享清福。It can scarcely be said of Mr. Wells that he is a materialist in the sense that he takes too much delight in the solidity of his fabric. His mind is too generous in its sympathies to allow him to spend much time in making things shipshape and substantial. He is a materialist from sheer goodness of heart, taking upon his shoulders the work that ought to have been discharged by government officials, and in the plethora of his ideas and facts, scarcely having leisure to realize or forgetting to think important, the crudity and coarseness of his human beings. 对于威尔斯先生，不能说他是这么一种意义上的物质主义者，即。他过分讲究自己作品结构的完整性，他那宽厚的心里装满了种种过多的同情，不容许他拿出时间把作品弄得井井有条、内容充实。他之所以成为一个物质主义者，完全是因为他好心好意地把本该由政府官员履行的职务也揽到自己的肩膀上，因此现在一大堆概念和论据里。简直没有余暇去过问，或者忘记了需要重视。他书里的那些人物写的多么生硬粗糙。Yet, what more damaging criticism can there be, both of his earth and of his heaven, than that they are to be inhabited here and hereafter by his Jones and his Peters? Does not the inferiority of their natures tarnish whatever institutions and ideals may be provided for them by the generosity of their Creator? Nor, profoundly though we respect the integrity and humanity of Mr. Galsworthy, shall we find what we seek in his pages. 然而，对于他写的人间和天堂，还能有什么比这个更厉害的批评吗？不管今生来世，只有他笔下的琼、彼得那些人物才能在那里居住。无论他们这位慷慨大方的创造者为他们设计出什么样的制度和理想，难道不都是被他们那种低劣的天性弄得一片晦暗吗？此外，对于高尔斯华随先生那正直慈祥的性格，我们虽然深深怀着敬意。从他的书里，我们同样找不到我们想要寻找的东西
谢您收听今天的美文阅读节目。您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。想要查看美文阅读节目文稿，欢迎您访问网站 radio.cgtn.com， 找到美文阅读板块即可。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。